Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Celeste, and today I'm joined by our guest, Dr. Lucy Arndt, one of the faculty leaders for the Summer 2022 Global Seminar Leadership, Propaganda, and War. Welcome. Please introduce yourself. Uh, well, howdy, all. My name is uh, Lucy Arndt, and I am a professor of business management and one of the two faculty co-leaders for this amazing global seminar along with Dr. Miles Condon. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And um, this program sounds very interesting. So I'll ask you a couple questions. Sure. First of all, we're going to have you start out by telling everyone just a general overview of the seminar, like where and when you're going, what type of course credit the students will earn. Okay. So the this particular global seminar runs from May 16th until, let me double check here, make sure I've got the right end date. Uh, we'll, we're all back in the United States by June 4th. Okay. And we head first to Brussels in Belgium, and we're going to spend a fair amount of time in Belgium checking out, in particular, sites associated with World War I. Uh, what's also known as the Great War. And then we're going to make our way to France and spend some time there, particularly uh, along the Normandy coast. We'll go back into Belgium and see some more fabulous and interesting things. Go back to Brussels, and then we're going to take a train over to Berlin, where we're going to spend time looking at all things uh, World War II. It's a four credit class. It satisfies Beyond Borders, Advanced Core. It's also considered an advanced uh, business elective used for the management emphasis and for the leadership studies minor. So it hits on lots of different yeah. check boxes. Awesome. Um, in terms of how the course goes, so we will have a couple meetings before we take off uh, just to get everybody on the same page in terms of what we're going to be doing and what they'll need to bring and that sort of thing. Once we're there, we'll be staying in hostels, uh, maybe one of the abbeys, one of the Norbertine abbeys, along with uh, some hotels. We'll get around primarily by bus, but also train. Um, we'll have lots of time to talk about our focus, which is really looking at how do leaders use propaganda to persuade people to do things they otherwise would never think about doing. It could be as simple as something that I, I saved out of a book that was written by someone during the First World War. This is in the United States. And um, this is how the passage reads. So this is happening in... Um, the United States, again, uh, we'll spend our time in Europe, but in the United States as well, propaganda was used. So this is again associated with the First World War. And we're in, we're in Illinois and in a small town. And as it reads, a US Army captain stood on the stage, tall and clean shaven with a hank of brown hair gelled to a stiff beak, wearing uniform of olive drab wool with gold piping and black dress shoes. And then he says, better to go and die than not go. Women, Plead with your sons and brothers and sweethearts. The captain said that anyone who spoke of peace should be shot as a traitor. 
At the end of the speech, a boy from Elgin, this is in Illinois again, stood and walked to the recruiting tent. The crowd cheered and more boys stood and followed him. That's just one example of leaders basically using propaganda to persuade people to do something that for their, for their own self-interest makes no sense. Right. So we'll, we'll be studying that in detail. Very cool. So um, what inspired you to design a program like this? Great question. I, I have a love of history. I teach leadership subjects and it's been clear to me over, I don't know, a long time of studying these things that we can learn a lot from war and how leaders use propaganda during war to help us understand what happens in modern organizations, to help us understand what's happening in society in terms of how maybe politicians might interact with people. So yeah, it's history and it's current. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go to these sites in Europe where battles were fought, where grave sites were dug, where you can still see the scars even from World War I, it's, I, I think the word that might be appropriate is moving. It really puts one into a reflective state of mind, trying to figure out what, what happened here and could this happen again? I would jump forward away from World War I to World War II. You know, a common question that people have raised about World War II and propaganda, how did the Nazis persuade so many regular folks, not only to join the war effort, but also to send their neighbors to certain death by pointing out who were the people in the community that the Nazis had identified as unacceptable. People with whom they had done business, had parties, sent their children to school together, et cetera, and now they're doing unspeakable things. How, what, how do leaders persuade people to do this? That has lessons for us mm -hmm. today. So to me, it's just, it's this great combination of history and modern concepts of how we communicate with people and lead people. And why, again, why do people do these things? Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Um, so you're going to a couple different spots mm -hmm. on this trip. Yep. Um, which are your favorites that you will be going to? Oh, God. Oh, that's, that's, that's an impossible <laughs> question. They, they all are. I mean, the biggest, the biggest issue from where I stand is there just isn't enough time to see and do everything I would love to do there. So we'll come into Brussels, and we won't spend significant time there when we first arrive. That's just where, we, that's just where the plane lands. And then mm -hmm. we take a train to Bruges. Bruges is one of the most interesting cities, I think, in Europe, quite frankly. And it's beautiful cobblestones and canals and, you know, amazing little restaurants and pubs and you know, it's very walkable. It's just marvelous. The students who've gone on the trip with me in the past love, love, love Bruges. We'll also spend time in Ypres, uh, also in Belgium, which is the city that was its, its central part was essentially destroyed in World War I, and they rebuilt it. And it has, this is where the soldiers coming from Britain came into the battlefields for World War I. So the city is just rich with history. Super cool. Not to mention the fact that right across the street from what is an amazing museum is this 
fabulous shop that serves, uh, well, Belgian waffles, which mm. if you've never had a Belgian waffle, <laughs> uh, they are a must, must, must. Then we make, we go down into France and we'll see again, just some, just some amazing sites, including for example, uh, Vimy Ridge, which is where the Canadians really made their stand in World War I. And you'll see, we'll see, the students will see this amazing monument to that effort, to their sacrifice. Once we transition to thinking about World War II, we make our way to the Normandy coast. My gosh, it's, it, it, it's hard to explain until you've had the chance to see it, what it's like to stand on Omaha Beach or Utah Beach where the Americans came ashore in their um, effort to rid Europe of Nazis. I mean, just, just to stand on this beach mm -hmm. where all of these people came, not knowing what was going to happen, many of them knowing that the next five minutes might be their last five minutes. It's just extraordinary. Then, I mean, then of course, I mean, every place, like I said, every place is amazing. So we go to, we, we, we go to Bastogne, which is where the Battle of the Bulge, uh, much of that takes place. And that the people in Bastogne, this is in Belgium, to this day, uh, so the last time I was there was two years ago, right? Pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. To this day, they love Americans. Lo I mean, love Americans maybe more than a lot of Americans love Americans because <laughs> the Americans were the one who freed their city from the Nazi occupation. It's just it's quite something to be there and to live. And it's a small town mm -hmm. to listen to the people talk about it. And then, of course, Berlin. I, I mean, Berlin is a bustling modern city um, with fantastic mass transit opportunities. And you can see, you can see um, the Reichstag and all these other famous and important places. One of the most moving is a memorial to the murdered Jews of Europe. It is an extraordinary, well, it's hard to describe, um, mm -hmm. but it's worth it's worth Googling and checking out photos and even better, go, go with Miles and I and, and see it in person. Uh, I think I think I like every place, yeah. honestly. I mean, and since I've done this now a few times, if there was anything I didn't like, we kind of just took it off the schedule. Right, right. So it's like every day is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's I can't even imagine the profound feeling that people are going to experience when they go there, because I've been to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. in the mm -hmm. States. Yeah. So going. Yeah, I just I can't imagine it's I it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, when you're standing, I mean, the student reaction, it, it mirrors mine. You're standing in these places and. Um, I mean, you can almost feel the emotion that's been there over and over with all the people who obviously the original actors but then everybody else right. it's just it's it's overwhelming but in a good way a way that causes us to think deeply about who we are as people and the circumstances under which again we can be persuaded to do what we might consider really great things right patriotic things and also really horrifying things right yeah yeah all right so I know you talked about Belgian waffles, mm -hmm. but are there any foods, other foods that you would highly recommend trying? Everything. Everything. So everything. And uh, so, for example, in Belgium, they have uh, 
a whole host of what they consider sort of classic dishes. One of my favorites is called volavant. It's sort of like a, 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 it's a pastry with chicken and I guess gravy served always with frites. Uh, so in Belgium, uh, the French fries are made a certain way and you, you get them uh, typically in like a cup uh, a container. I mean, people go to just fruit shop. There are just fruit shops that you go to where you get fries and you get all these different toppings for them, all these different condiments. Forget about just plain old ketchup. Um, this is an opportunity to try out new and exciting things. So volavant, they'll have the frites. They also have uh, meatballs. There's two different kinds of meatballs. Um, and you think, oh, meatballs, whatever, Lucy. No, no, I'm talking about gigantic meatballs. Yeah served either in a sauce that's tomato-based or one that's more gravy-based, all delicious. I mean, there's just, and then, and then, um, of course, besides the food, I mean, and this is true in Belgium, all the food is great. Um, you go into France, of course, there are, just as you would expect, French cuisine, so many delicious dishes. There, of course, whereas in Belgium, you're going to be having a beer, uh, in France, more likely to have wine or uh, champagne because mm -hmm. we're not that far from that part of France. And then when when we're in Berlin, of course, I mean, all the things that people in Northeast Wisconsin uh, tend to love and appreciate, you know, sausage, bratwurst, mm -hmm. right? Oh, my God. The Again, there are some amazing dishes that one can have in Germany. And there again, it's beer. And you go to you know, a wonderful beer garden. You can either sit outside or you sit inside and you share a table with people you've never met, but you get to know. So yeah. it's food and fun, all kind of mixing. I mean, there's no, it's like everything is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So for my final question today, um, I just wanted to know if there was one final thing maybe that you have or haven't said that would convince a student possibly listening to go with you on this trip, what okay. would that be? Okay. Well, I would just go back to when I was an undergraduate student, you know, a thousand years ago or whatever it was. And the first time that I decided to go on a, a trip like this, um, where I went to school, they weren't called global seminars, but same basic idea where we went with faculty members and we were there for several weeks. Well, you know, one of the great things about going with a faculty member, going with me, going with Miles is I've been to all these places multiple times. I know exactly uh, sort of all the ins and outs. I can tell you where all the great bars are in Bruges, um, which of course you want to check out just to be friendly, right? Of course, of course. With the folks who live there. Um, it's life-changing to go on one of these trips because it's very intense, three, three weeks of intense learning and also relaxation. There's plenty of time to relax but immersion in these three different cultures while we're also talking about history and then applying it to our, our modern lives. And I, people come back changed mm -hmm. from, from this course. They come back with a new sense of how to really critically pay attention to what leaders say mm -hmm. and why they might be saying it and what they're hoping to accomplish when they communicate with us. It, as I said, I, I still stay in touch with folks who've traveled with me and the, the, the comments are always the same. It was worth every 
penny mm-hmm. um, because I learned so much, so much more than I ever expected to learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping out of your comfort zone will definitely do that. And oh, such yeah. a short amount of time that you're going all these places. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm very excited for everyone that's going to be It's going a whirlwind. It really is. I yeah. mean, it's just, and, and again, um, people make friendships mm-hmm. and uh, cement friendships and meet people from around the world. Europe, of course, and, you know, when we're in Berlin uh, and in Brussels, these are, these are world cities. These are global cities. People from everywhere are there. And you could be sitting in an outdoor cafe, having a beverage and your table will be joined by people from who knows where. And you may end up exchanging, you know, contact information. And again, your life changes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing yeah. to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else that you wanted to add or say before I close this out? No, other than that, man, I sure hope people will think about this. I think that, um, you know, one hates to say the word guaranteed, but mm-hmm. gosh, I mean, if ever there was something that I wanted to say, I guarantee you will you will love this experience. I mean, this is it. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be um, absolutely fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Um, best of luck with the rest of your school year and um, with this amazing program. And for all students listening, remember that the deadline to apply for all of the global seminars is January fourteenth. And we will see you next time. Bye.